Welcome. This is Crime Noir, a true crime podcast telling our stories. And I'm your host, Candace, and these are my Black History episodes. Before I start today's episode, I would just like to give a trigger warning that although I do not feature any explicit language, I do talk about very violent themes today, so listener discretion is advised. So I decided to do a mini-series about Black history this month because, as you guys know, this month is Black History Month. Um, I would like to focus on older cases of what our ancestors and distant relatives have went through. And I crafted a little mini-series, and my first episode, which is today, will be about the history of lynching and the impact it has had on today's society. I'd like to add that people like to pretend or be willfully obtuse about how this has shaped Black Americans to society, and I want to use my platform to make sure these stories don't get lost in the sauce. And a lot of people like to pretend that Lynching occurred 400 years ago, and it's such a far thing in the past, which is simply not true. One of the last lynching victims was a man by the name of Michael Donald, which occurred in Mobile, Alabama on March 21st, 1981. He was lynched by the Ku Klux Klan, in which they beat Michael and hung him up on a tree. Unlike a lot of the others, Michael's killers were held accountable. However, the local authorities definitely dragged their feet and purposely arrested the wrong people and released them without charges. It is reported that they did very little to get justice for Michael Donald, but it wasn't until civil rights activists and icon Jesse Jackson, amongst others, got involved and they began to do something about it. And finally, in 1983, police finally arrested the suspects. Henry Hayes, who was the son of an Alabama second highest ranking Ku Klux Klan official, and James Knoll were both arrested. And James Knoll actually flipped on Henry and testified against him. But they both were convicted and sentenced. And James Knoll was sentenced to life in prison for violation of Michael's civil rights. And Henry was sentenced to death. And that was in 1983. And we all know some 80s babies. So that was not far at all. A lot of times people try to pretend that it's such a far past history. No, it's not. It it occurred in some of our distant relatives, our cousins, our brothers, our sisters, our parents, whatever lifetime. And just to wrap up um, the little blurb I said about Michael's death, his family continued to fight the Klan after his death, and they sued the Klan for his murder. And on February 12, 1987, the Donalds were awarded $7 million from the Klan, and they didn't have enough money, so they had to turn over their deed to their headquarters. And individual members of the Ku Klux Klan had to pay up too, and that was in 1987. 1987. Like I said before, I mentioned Michael's lynching because it just happened in the 80s and it wrapped up in 1987. So that is very, very close. That is not a long time ago. So let's get into the history of lynching. Lynching was a racial violence that occurred to black people, mainly in the 19th and 20th century of America. Lynching is a racial terror and it was executed by a mob It was used to keep black people subjugated in fear in every faucet of society to include economic, 
political, and social spheres. Reportedly, lynching had existed before slavery, but it became quote-unquote mainstream during the Reconstruction period in America. It became a tool of oppression and subjugation, mainly after slavery was formally abolished, and it was used as a tool of racial control to suppress black civil rights. Most lynches were public displays of violence used to incite fear into black women and men. Lynchings were, in fact, racial terrorism, and a lot of times the government did not prosecute mobs or the KKK who carried out these lynchings. During the Reconstruction era, black towns sprouted and black people began to create their own lanes. They began making political and economic headways. However, many of the people who supported slavery and who were racist bigots felt threatened and disgusted at the mere thought of black people having any economic freedom, especially considering many of the opponents were poor. They began blaming their financial problems on newly freed slaves that were living around them, according to the NAACP. They began seething, they felt threatened by it, then they began over-sexualizing black men for the fear that quote-unquote race mixing would occur. Lynching became a way to resolve some of their unhinged anger in humble black people. To make this even more demonic, y'all, lynchings were held in public and often advertised. Like, that's disgusting to me. I can't believe this occurred. According to the NAACP, from approximately 1882 to 1968, there were 4,743 lynches that occurred in the United States. 3,446 out of 4,743 were black people, or approximately 72.7% of all lynchings were black people. This is just out of known instances of lynching. Some were never recorded. Out of 4,743 people, 1,297 white people were lynched, which makes up 27.3% of total lynches. A lot of white people that were lynched were lynched for helping black people or just being anti-lynching in general. I would like to add the numbers I've seen for total number of lynchings varied. I've seen a little as just 4,000. I've seen over 4,500. 4, Who knows? I believe we will never know the true amount as I believe it hasn't been recorded or the documentation has been destroyed. So let's talk about Jim Crow laws and black codes, which began forming immediately after the addition of the 13th Amendment. The 13th Amendment is what abolished slavery in the United States. They were also called black codes, and these were local and state laws that dictated where freed former slaves could work and how much they could work for, according to history.com. These Codes happened through the South as a way through legislation to continue to oppress black people and place them into indentured servitude. During this time, the legal system was very bigoted and contained Confederate soldiers as prosecutor and judges, which made it impossible for black people to get fair trials. So imagine having people that literally hate you for the color of your skin working your trial. You're never going to get a fair trial. They don't want you to work. They don't want you to get ahead. They will literally kill you, murder you, beat you, and hang you up in a tree for working somewhere, for being on the wrong sidewalk, for doing anything. It's just despicable. One of the main enforcers of lynchings were members of the Ku Klux Klan. And I'd like to add that during the Reconstruction era, 
many local governments, the old Democratic Party, and even President Andrew Johnson made sure that Black people remained oppressed. During this time, existing as a Black person was very dangerous. At any given time, Black schools were being burned and vandalized. Black people were being tortured and lynched and also forced off their land across the South. The Ku Klux Klan, also known as the KKK, was then birthed in Tennessee in 1865. It started as a private Confederate veterans club, but then grew into a secret vigilante society, which enacted racial terrorism on black communities. The KKK even had members in the highest part of society, such as law enforcement and the government. Lynchinginamerica.eij.org did an excellent piece on lynching in America called Lynching in America. I've linked it in my show notes, and I hope you guys check it out. The EIJ made several distinguishments. One, racial terror lynchings, which were hangings and mob violence that came after some form of criminal trial process, or they were committed against non-minorities with the threat of terror. Racial terror lynches were used as a form of punishment, and the people harmed and lynched during these were often murdered for no reason besides enacting fear in the Black community. Black people were murdered for very little to no infraction, and it was a way to instill fear in the Black community. There is a classification of terror lynchings. It's important to note that prosecution for hate crimes was pretty rare during this time. These type of lynchings were carried out in such a barbaric way that it's definitely considered terrorism. And oftentimes these were carried out in front of the courthouse and in broad daylight. Just a level of evil and demonicness that I can't even fathom. These terror lynchings were especially heinous as no one was ever held accountable for participating. And they were celebrated in public. They were even broadcasted in the public. They would make it a spectacle and an event. So that's just a level of evil I can't even imagine. Just imagine celebrating watching somebody you don't know get hung up and set on fire and just evil and demonic. I just can't even believe. It is just so shocking to me that this occurred in our society. Racial terror lynching was used to continue to oppress Black people and enforce Jim Crow laws and racial segregation. They use it as a tactic to quote-unquote, keep Black people and the Black community in line. And they use it for just anything, any minor transgressions. People were getting lynched over virtually nothing. And it's just really sad that even people got lynched for demanding basic rights and fair treatment, and people were evil. It's just sad. So because of all the turmoil and violence and trauma that Black people faced back then, the Great Migration came about. And the Great Migration is known as the Great Northward Migration or the Black Migration, in which a huge moment of over 6 million African Americans migrated out of the southern areas. They went to the northeastern, midwestern, and western parts of the United States, and this occurred during 1916 through 1970. Black people decided to move because of racial segregation, racial terrorism, and racial discrimination in the southern states. And this Jim Crow laws were heavily in play as to why Black people decided to move. Like I said previously, Jim Crow laws were evil 
and they just continued to sub- subjugate and oppress black women and men from advancing in society. And also a little tidbit, did y'all know Jim Crow laws were named after a black minstrel show character? I didn't know that. Anyway, as a result of the migration, many black people ended up creating their own cities and towns as they were racially discriminated against in housing and everywhere else. Harlem in New York City is one of the biggest examples of this. The Great Migration birthed the Harlem Renaissance, which is really impactful in our culture. And this also started another shift in political activism, which went alongside with the civil rights movement. The Great Migration slowed down in the 1930s due to the Great Depression, but gained momentum again when World War II was occurring. The Great Migration ended by 1970, but prior to the migration in 1900, Nine out of 10 black Americans lived in the South, and out of that, three out of four lived on farms. By 1970, majority of black people no longer lived in the South. And so, you guys, that is just a brief overview of lynching in our country. Um, These next couple of weeks, I'm going to be rolling out lynchings that have occurred to certain people, and I just wanted to give a brief overview of how it was used, what it was used for, how it impacts us today. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. And that wraps up today's episode. I'd just like to have one quick announcement. CrimeNoirThePodcast.com is alive. Please go check it out and subscribe. I hope you guys have a good day. And I appreciate you guys for listening. 